Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris. And welcome to Docu Sweeties. Oh, hi. And we're two longtime friends to discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, honey, which is loosey goosey lens, honey. It's just it's here, it's there, it's everywhere. It's 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 um at the end of the day, hopefully mildly sweet though. Hi, here we are talking about I mean, a show. Well, what show? Um, 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way, season four, episode 14. Never say I regret because that is unhealthy. Yeah, like don't have regrets. Like I don't want to ever say I have regrets. You know, there's like I guess really the phrase is no regrets. So it's not never say I regret. You know who but... we didn't get this episode? Nicole and Mahmoud. Yeah. No, this I know. Is, this is almost the first. This is the first time I can recall we didn't get them. Maybe one time before, but it was less stressful for me, but then more stressful because we got more Isabel and. Gabe, which I didn't enjoy. I, I just, I don't enjoy it. I like Nicole and uh, Mahmoud. So I definitely can feel when their presence is uh, gone because it's kind of less, less enticing. But who do you want to start with? You want to start with your, with your Gabe and Isabel since you already brought them up? Sure. Okay. Um, Gabe and Isabel, we start off where Gabe is at in the hotel getting ready and he asks his mom for some nose hair clippers so that he can clip his nose hairs and his mother's like don't do something with it and he was like what does she think i'm gonna do with it god just gonna like like what she think like it's such a mom child moment it was so kind of cute yeah, I think like in the mom's thing is like, don't bend them, don't get them rusty, just don't don't hand them back full of full of hairs. Like, make sure they're clean. Like, I like these. Treat my shit well, you know. And it's like, uh, I you know I get it. I the makers of the Magic Touch, which is that lipstick that has you can get like as a scene on TV and in CVS stores, a little lipstick that like gets rid of facial hair. They have another little thing that has a sticker up inner that cleans up nose hair it's such a great device you know um it's so funny because i i make sure that my nose hair doesn't come out of my nose oh i have never thought of that like i don't think that if i didn't do it it would be an obvious thing but i just hyper groom so it's something that i like to just like i will just pinch my nostrils and then see if anything is like around there at the bottom and i'll just take little hair like little clippers and i'll be like nope i'm cool you don't need to be there you know oh nice for those of you out there in the world let us know if you too shape your uh nostrils but now he's doing this oh yeah i was gonna say this isn't such boring conversation but it's like what's more boring nose hair clippings or the actual storyline of what happens i don't know so i think it's interesting i think we, we provide very interesting conversation um so uh so Gabe is sitting and he gets a text from Monica and all of a sudden his energy goes down producer asks him what happened and he's like well me and Monica got into a fight last night because we were waiting for Isabel to get to the club not a club and Isabel didn't get there in time and so Monica got upset and she uh got upset and wanted to go and then I wanted to tell Isabel something but I was like no it's okay I won't say anything and Monica's like well if you're scared of her 
and she's back on that old thing again. And so Gabe feels disrespected, but he still expects his sister to show up. And like, you spent a whole bunch of money to come to Columbia. It's silly for you to say you're not going to go to the wedding. Yeah, this feels like a power move from Monica. Monica was going to make it seem like, look, I was at the bar this whole time and I got tired. I couldn't just wait forever. And so when Isabel finally could come, it's not my fault that I had to leave, you know? And the truth is, this is what happened. She's there. They're hanging out. Isabel's running late because she has fucking wedding shit to do. So it's not like a problem thing. It's just like, that's, you know. And so Monica is like, I'm tired. I want to go home. And Gabe is like, oh no, she's on the way right now. And this is where the problem is. Monica obviously makes the choice that like, she's going to go. And Gabe is frazzled by this. And for some reason, instead of Gabe just being like, Monica, all right, you know, you're tired, you gotta go, I get it's gonna be, like, sad, but there's other people here, and we have other friends, you know, it's not a big deal, or just tell Isabel, you know, before, Monica probably is gonna get tired, so I don't know how late she's gonna stay out and not make it a big thing, but for some reason, Gabe can't handle it between the two women, instead of, like, telling Isabel, you know, like, oh, I love, you know, I know the wedding thing's, uh, you know, like, happened late, I don't know if this is still gonna, like, happen real soon do you want to make sure you come here do you want to just go home and chill like i feel like there's ways to handle it in such a way to like not have these two women you know put you in the middle of something i feel like you have you allow people to put you in the middle of something don't i agree like that's like boundaries thing like you know there's just a way of communication and being like as you know, Monica, Isabel's like, you know, running around like a chicken with her head cut off, honey. I mean, she's bananas right now. It's wild the day before her freaking wedding. Like, that makes sense. And then also being like, Isabel, you know, Monica has been sitting here drinking for like four hours. I'll tell you right now. Like, we got, we should let her go home. But like, come hang out. I have other friends here the day before our wedding. Let's just whatever. She's what, you know, I don't know why it's such a thing. But of course it is a thing. They, they get, you know, they have a fight. Now, however, I will tell you, does it happen off camera? Yes. Is that... Is that a uh, suspect coincidental for producers to make up a storyline to make it seem like this wedding is a dramatic in any way and be a life or death situation in the sense that it might not happen? Yes. Do we know their tricks and we've been shark before and we'll understand this to the day or die? Yes. Do we, do we willingly little fishies, I mean, swim into the hungry mouth of the shark with its fangs showing and do we know it? Yes. So you make your own decisions and that's what I have to say about that. Great. So Gabe gets very upset and he lays down and is then due to the editing, as Chris just explained, supposedly late for his wedding and also late to help Isabel get things put together, which upset me because you're you can't you can't be late to our wedding and you're supposed to help me put out the little sharks and fishies that are our decorations or whatever. Like, I don't get what their decorations are. I wish I knew more, but it seems very um, silly. So she's upset. Everyone is getting their hair and makeup done, but her. And I was confused about that. I was like, girl, sit like tranquila, sit down or drink tequila and like tranquila, which is like tranquil and chill. Mm -hmm. At this point, there's nothing you can do about it. So just enjoy your wedding and let it be what it is. Uh, so I don't know. I want more detail. I want Monica's side of it. I need more information before I like go deep into this. And he fully gets so upset that he's just like laying on his bed because he needs some time. 
How doth a little crocodile improve a shining tail and pour the waters of the Nile on every golden scale? How cheerfully he seems to grin and neatly spreads his claws and welcomes little fishies in with gently smiling jaws. That was beautiful. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, that's us. We're, we're those fishies and the crocodile Matt Sharp. Okay, so here we are, my loves, moving on, barreling forward to, let's bring up uh, Daniela and Johan. So this starts um, in a great scene. I love this scene. So basically, you know, Johan is like, okay, so I asked for Taylor's number after that last hangout and, you know, he's a basketball player and he's also tall and we've already established what that means in me, but also, you know, like I like to throw down a little bit. And so he calls him and is like, I'm going to like meet up. And we're all like, also, you know, Taylor speaks like not any sort of Spanish, but okay. Let's see how this goes. But it actually goes well because what they're tall guys that like to play ball. So let me tell you this after Johan had like made fun of Talon for like showing up in like a pink, you know, suit. I mean, <laughs> let me just tell you, I don't have a picture and you just have to like believe me that Johan shows up to this basketball in the shortest of pink crocodile shorts, not basketball shorts. I mean, like the kind of shorts that you lay out in Palm Springs with, you know what I'm saying? Like I do not, these shorts are bananas, but they're not bananas or pink crocodiles. But anyway, so they start to play a little one-on-one, you know, and it's like exciting also right now because it's NBA playoffs. And so like, it feels like on point, I've been already watching basketball. So my mind's in basketball anyway. <laughs> Titties say Lakers that's on Patreon only. Um, So Basically, they're playing and they start to play one on one. And, uh, you know, Talon's winning. And also, like, any points that Johan has, it's because he never clears the ball. So, like, he'll, so let's say Talon, like, you know, shoots the ball, like, you know, and it's like it, it hits the backboard. And so, uh, Johan will just, like, you know, take it instead of going out into the, to clear it outside of the, you know, the, the paint or outside of the paint to clear, it, you know what I'm talking about and go back in. He just will shoot where he, where he is like right under the basket. And they'd be like, I got it in. And Taylor has to be like, Oh, okay, buddy. One point. You so know? So for those of you guys who are listening, if you hear a little jingle jangle in the background, that is all 13 of Chris's bangles <laughs> that are just a clang a -lang -in. And like today, they're clang a -lang -in more than they've ever clang a -lang in the past. Um, so yeah, there's, they play a silly game of, of basketball and they have their bro camaraderie come together and they sit down and they pass the phone back and forth like a doobie and they talk to each other in uh, Spanish slash English. And basically, he's trying to be like, is she always like this? And Talon's like, yes. And uh, Johan is like, well, you know, this it has to be some kind of compromise. And Talon's like, yeah, but that's not her style. She's not going to do that. Uh, she's going to do what she wants to do. So you might as well just let her. And he's like, no, I can't do that because yo soy hombre. You know, I'm a man. I have she has to live within my what I want. And um, Talon's like, yeah. Nah. So then we have a scene where. They are having a conversation, Daniela and or Danielle and Johan. They go to somehow this resort beach. I don't know how they got on this beach because normally the resorts are really picky about letting locals. And at this point, Danielle is a local um, onto the beach. But they sit on this bed and they have a conversation and or they try to. And she refuses to see his perspective. She's just like, listen, I'm going to have more friends come and I'm going to hang out with them because I don't have a friend group here. And this is the life that I want to lead. And I'm a grown woman. And he's like, but you're a married grown woman. And you have to take my feelings in consideration. 
And if mm-hmm. I don't want you to hang out with somebody, then you have to not hang out with them. Also, yeah. you said it to me right before my birthday. And I don't think that was right. Even though he's using that birthday thing, I was like, that's so stupid. Like, come on, you're not a child. You're not 10. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The birthday thing is weird. Like, Yeah, it's a dumb reason for her to, you know, to be the worst. Um, I mean, she is the worst, but these are not the reasons why she is the worst. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, she's controlling. She just wants me to do everything that she wants to do, which is all very fair and true. And then she does something that I did not expect her to do, which is to cut off the conversation and basically yell at him that it was enough. And I was like, oh, are you like a curmudgeon old man who refuses to like hear what your person or someone in your family is saying? It's so weird that you being so intuitive and like having your chakras aligned and like meant to move to DDR, all of a sudden now you're like, well, maybe I'm meant to be here by myself because this man is asking you to respect his wishes. And compromise. Yeah, no, it's so funny because it's kind of a similar situation that happens with Chris and Jamie, which of course is that upon a conversation where one with, where one Esposa is like de- wants to express themselves has a point to make you know is upset about something and wants to be heard in some way and the other person is unable to hear it unwilling to hear it and it's because secretly they a think that that point is un- invalid they don't and they're not respectful of of their esposa and or b because they don't want to have to deal mm-hmm. with opening up and changing because of it and so what they're Mm -hmm. both doing is being like absolutely not no i don't want to talk about it why aren't you respecting me that i say i i will refuse to talk about it and hear you why won't you respect me that i refuse to hear you like it's so it is such a weird conversation and i'm not saying you know whatever it's just it is a weird tactic and both use it so anyway that i will say this about daniela she's wearing a fabulous outfit i mean even johan who has to be like upset with her has to be like just you look great Okay, so anyway, I uh, <laughs> I basically think that you're dumb. But anyway, so can we move right to Chris? Oh, go ahead. It's just like cut to Daniela from season one of Par- Love and Paradise. Her saying like, I'm just, I just feel like this is the right move. And like, I'm meant to be with Johan. So YOLO and whatever. Cut to her now being like, well, maybe I was meant to be here by myself. It's like a year later. And then she's also only talking about staying in the Dominican Republic for a year. Did you catch that? She was like, well, I'll stay. I guess I'm supposed to be here for this year by myself. I'm like, what are you going to do after that? Yeah, because like you made us believe that you had stopped your job and like lost out on like 30 years of being in the public school system and your pension. So like if you uh... unless she's just on a sabbatical, I don't I don't know if New York school teachers can take one, but, you know, teachers who teach in college can unless she's just on a sabbatical from school that's lasting a year to, to get like some some peace of mind. Which then is like all fraud. Or maybe this is, you know, maybe she was planning on taking it back to the U.S. the whole time. Listen, I don't know, my love. But, you know, we're on the we're on the hunt. And, um, you know, by the by, even though we're in the middle of like talking about Toe, um, in the 90 day world, we're all giddy over the fact that they dropped the before the 90 days info. <sighs> it looks so good. And they're all new couples except for one, maybe. Right. No. Gino. Yeah. And we know she is shit bat crazy. Like Jasmine is wild. Shit bat crazy? Yeah. Bat shit crazy. Sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. Don't you dare because I really like shit bat crazy. <laughs> you know, your hair looks really good. Thank you because I got it done. Oh. Yeah. I got a little darker. This is like a little creamy. I wanted to go more like quiet luxury with it and not so blonde. 
Do you see that? Do you see the mm-hmm. color? I can't see the color, but I'll see it uh, next week. Oh, you, can, you just like the, you just thought the texture and like the like the style was good. Yeah, the straight is like straight. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been surprised. I feel like you never like straight hair on me. I feel like every time you see straight hair on me, like you judge me. Um, have I seen a lot of straight hair on you? Uh, I don't mean to judge you, but I think it looks sleek. It looks. I love that you said I don't mean to judge you. Like, not that I don't judge you. Well, no, I mean, I can't say that I don't judge you. If you feel like I, I know. judge you, then like, I'm not going to deny your feelings. You okay, know what I'm okay, saying? Okay. Like, I want to be a good partner. It's like, okay, I'm not going to okay. deny your feelings. I'm just going to say that I don't mean to if that's how I come off okay. with your hair specifically. Okay. Um, you know, I want to validate you, Chris. Mm-hmm. You're, that- you're a valid person who are allowed to have your feelings. Okay, anyways. No, but I think it just looks really sleek. And I was going to ask if you had that thing that you'd sometimes do, the halo situation, but it looks great. Oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do have, uh, you know, I haven't used it in so long. I forgot where I was. Honey, I haven't been an angel in a minute. But okay. So um, <laughs> basically, yeah, they're just, um, you on? see in Johan, yeah, well, oh, I'm just yeah. like, you see in Johan's face, I feel like you see an, an understanding that this bitch ain't it. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, we can talk about gender roles later, but the truth of the matter is, you know, when it comes to women like Danielle and it, when it comes to women like Jen, I think a lot of them are like putting it on the man like he's just da 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 and it's just like you're American though. Yeah. He's always been that he and everyone in his like the whole culture like the ad is what they are. He's not different from anyone else in that culture. You just don't inherently understand the culture. And it took Jen too. I mean, we're not going to go to them, but I just want to say this in case I forget to say it later that she then does recognize that it wasn't that he was trying to purposely like lead her on. It's that he just was being foolish with what he thought he could accomplish. Like he wasn't going to go, go against a thousand years of Indian culture at the yeah. end of the day. I at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but um, let's talk about Chris and whatever her name is. Cause this is this, uh, this is, they just keep teasing it. It's like they had nothing, no, not a lot of footage for them. Cause we have, we've, we sometimes see them, we don't see them. And then when we see them, it's like them, just them fighting. So Chris lands in the fucking craziest outfit. It is, it is so annoying because it's like, it's not like she's like even kind of kooky white lady who likes to wear baggy pants and lots of thick jewelry. She does she doesn't go that far to where we can see the like kooky per, perhaps in the 70s witchy aesthetic aesthetic she's just like trying and failing there's an effort there it is just tacky mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes it is she, oh, she i hate to say this how do i say this okay someone dressed the way that she dressed in the public if i saw them my instant thought was get the f away that person's bananas don't stand next to that person don't look at that person don't look at that person don't stand next to that person that person talks to you smile and pretend that you don't speak english but you are a nice warm person you're not going to give that person any sort of mean vibes you're just going to be a pretend honey i just would pretend you know i just would, yeah i would go the depths of my soul and be like fuck you out of me i would think that she is like a hoarder oh yeah like yes, I would yes, think yes. that there's some kind of issue going on where yes. this person sees something and immediately goes, well, this looks nice and puts it on just because it has red and like the shirt has red and then the shoes are cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? 
yeah it is oh she's a busy lady what's happening over there chris like who's who is texting you or like who who put an exclamation mark on one of your (laughs) your comments in your iphone um yeah so we have she's getting off the airplane she's wearing a shiny ass like mask and she gets in the car jamie doesn't pick her up this time and i peeped game jamie was like oh no you can just fucking figure it out yourself i'm not gonna come and pick you up so she they drive to uh the house and at first i thought she was gonna like struggle with their bags up the stairs but she didn't jamie ended up coming to her we have a scene of jamie getting ready putting on makeup to receive her um they get inside the apartment and then they have this stupid scene where they are just hanging out on the full or next to their fire there's not a carpet there's not a rug there's not a bean bag and they're making s'mores because that's what this very Alabama individual would like to do in their home is make s'mores in their indoor fireplace. Yeah. um, (laughs) I love a a bunch of things about this scene. And by love, I mean I hate. Okay, so let me tell you this. I want to give props when it's due. Right? Because I can't just be, and there's a sweetie in this podcast, I can't just be a meanie all the time. Does this dog seem excited to see Chris when she walks in the door? Yes. Yes! Yes, she does. Well, yes, she does. Okay? The dog is excited to see Chris. I want to say that right now. The dog's excited to see Chris. Okay, okay. Okay. So I will also say this. Then Chris comes in and is like, oh, you got the s'mores that you didn't know about that I wanted to do, but you didn't know what they were. So then there was like this weird, like, s'more shame that yes try to do like that jamie doesn't know like s'more life like that you don't know a bunch of shit like you know yeah s'mores is like the most white trashy american yum thing it's not bad it's just like you know why white trash i just say they you know at the ritz carlton in deer valley the saint regis the St. Regis in Deer Valley has a s'mores time at like five o'clock where they will make gourmet <laughs> s'mores. So maybe it's not white trash, but it's definitely American. I mean, it feels very American. The name s'more, like it's a crazy thing. Now, I will tell you, it's gra- obviously it's graham crackers and usually Hershey's chocolate, but obviously it could be anything else and like marshmallow or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's great when you don't have much except a fire and some things that don't need refrigeration, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's but podunk. This, yes, in this moment, doing it in their home and not outside in their backyard or at least camping feels silly that she would be like, oh my God. And I was like, Dude, does she not have a fireplace? And I'm not saying every home has to have a fireplace, but many do. Many do. Not in California, but now the newer ones do, right? So I imagine any home that is in a place where it snows might have a fireplace in my mind. That would be my dream. So maybe that's just me wanting a place. When a fi- Remember when I was searching for apartments here and I was like, oh, it has to have a fireplace? Yours this one- does. No, it doesn't. Oh, really? I, I thought it happened. did. I thought I was looking for one and I got here and it didn't. And I was like, fine, I'll take it. It's great. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, so that's the one thing I noticed. And, and Jamie has just to swallow her frustration and that to me was frustrating because I'm not somebody who likes to hide my feelings or who's able to do so. So the fact that she had to wait until like a day and a half later to tell this, to have the fucking conversation Wait, it was giving me anxiety. Go. 
my favorite part of her having to wait is that not just that she gets smored shamed or whatever, not just that she like made this for her and then she also is like weird about it. It's also that she like bought furry ass onesies to make her happy. And then all night long, they don't bone. What they do do is make dumb TikTok videos of them dancing in the one in the onesies. So it's like Jamie has to do all of that, not talking about the things she wants to talk about. I almost like can't believe. So, okay. Wow. Are we supposed to believe this whole night they just have fun? They never talk about it once? Yeah, we're supposed to believe that. I mean, I think once they didn't have sex, Jamie was probably like, okay, I'm, I'm talking about it. Because wasn't it? I don't know who said it. I felt like Chris was the, or maybe Jamie was the one who said that we weren't comfortable enough to have sex yet. But maybe it's because she was so mad that she couldn't. That she was just sitting on this thing and trying to make Chris's return fun. And then Chris does this like birthday party for her where there's an indoor swimming pool. And hori- horrible studio sound for her. I the- mean, just terrible. And then she's like, it's your birthday. And she's like yelling about happy birthday and like whatever, as though Jamie is a child, not an adult. And then when Jamie brings it up and she gets kind of upset, the first thing is that tone policing, which is like so annoying. Like... If, listen, if somebody's yelling at you in the middle of their rant, don't tell them that to stop yelling. After they're done, say, hey, I can't continue this conversation if you're going to yell at me. And then secondly, it was it was just, I was triggered because Jamie wasn't yelling. Yep. She was just, yeah, she was upset. She was passionately talking. But Chris took that opportunity to shut it down so she wouldn't have to do what she want, would be confronted. Yeah, it was like full Karen move. It was a yes. full Karen move. And then she gets up and runs away and is like, I fucking told you not to do that. Like, mm-hmm. who are you? Mm-hmm. Because Jamie's like, excuse me, I would like for you to leave. And yeah. she gets up and runs off. Like, I, it, I don't know. I just, I don't like watching her because I think of her as being an asshole. Yes, because listen, in this moment when she runs off, like they, you know, they don't let us have like more of the confessionals. But like, I want to guarantee you that in her mind, if she was about to go to a confessional, she'd be like, I just spent so much money on this nice party and she doesn't even appreciate it. And, this. and I do see the sign. And do you see the red velvet cake, her favorite? You know what I'm saying? Like she did all that so that she can maneuver those pieces. So when confronted about the fact that she uh, stopped paying rent and expected her to have the money or whatever. And like, you just married some woman and just left, you know, and like, wasn't we going to really come back. Like she has lined up everything so that she can't be confronted and she has no accountability. So she can put up her son and can put up the money and can be like this or the birthday. And so, you know, I don't know what the son thing is. And it's very, what did he do? What did he do? No, her son got into trouble. What did he do? Did he get into a car accident? Did he rob a bank? What did this boy do to where you had to stay? A DUI. But the thing is, though, you were, you, you left him at 18. He turned 18 and you said, I'm moving to Columbia. So at that point, I feel like you were like, oh, I don't give a shit. I do not know the answer and it's vague for lots of reasons, which is we're not, you know, I hope we get to know later. I mean, listen, there's not us, but there's your guess. Give me your guess. Well, I'm going to say it's not us, but there's not a day people out there that do the work that like, that like to do to get that information out there. And that's not us. So here's the thing. Do we read that when it's out and about? Yes, we will. And we'll comment on it. But I mean, listen, I want you to guess. Okay. You want me to guess what this man did? Yes. This, this young boy. I mean, this, drugs my guess is drugs babe my drugs is like something drugs probably drugs i'm on drugs probably i'm assuming i mean i'm no like you know 
um, engine engineer. I'm a rapper. <laughs> um, you know, it's just like this. It's just like a fun game for me to be like, what did this boy do? Oh, you're not going to guess? You're just making me guess? Oh, I did. No, I said that um, I thought that it was. Um, oh, wait, let me guess. What did I say? I thought that it was. You said DUI. Rob a bank. Was, uh, yeah, rob a bank or. Um, you put your money. Okay, so you really think you robbed a get bank? A, get, in, get a car accident. Um, what do, would you do where you would have to stay to help your son? I, I like the DUI. That was a good one. Um, Sexual assault. He got a girl pregnant. Yeah. Well, why do you have to? What do you do? What are you gonna do? Yeah, exactly. Because if he got if he if he just got the girl pregnant, I'm assuming the you know the girls the one cooking the baby. What is Chris gonna do? You know, like all Chris <laughs> is gonna do is use as an excuse to stay in America and like be you know hooked up to the narcolepsy pills or whatever she's on and not go she back to Colombia. So she fully is on. Things. Okay, right, let's, let's move on. Yeah, Jen and Rishi. Okay, ask and ye shall receive. Here they so, are in happier times. Yeah, in happier times indeed. So we start off this with Jen in the, uh, her friends are like, are you sure you don't need us to stay? You just sure you don't need us to stay here and watch and breathe down Rishi's neck as he tells you what happened afterwards? We're going to go to the store and buy saris. And so she's like, I'm sure. And so they're, you know, she's brushing her teeth, which I'm surprised. She's still brushing her teeth with bottled water. And I mean, maybe it's because her system hasn't gotten used to the the water that comes out of the sink. But I'm like, how long? I mean, don't you just have to bite the bullet and drink the water so that you, your body can get used to it so you can start using? Okay, no. Okay, great. Yeah, so, and you, there's a, there's and there's you'll there's a, there's places where you wouldn't put the water in your mouth. Okay. So yeah, so she's using bottled water to brush her teeth and she puts something on her face and I, it, it didn't feel like it was foundation. It felt like it was Vaseline. What did you think she put on her face? Did you notice that? You know, it's so funny because I, I wish I'd have looked and see what she was actually doing in that bathroom scene. It had all of her products mm -hmm. and I was staring at all the products. Mm -hmm. So there is a, there was a huge thing of Vaseline. Yeah. So I saw the Vaseline, but I didn't actually see what she put on. I was just kind of like, I took, I just like saw everything in the corner and was like, what is that? What is that? What is that? What is that? Yeah. I didn't know what it was. Um, so her girlfriends leave. She, you know, is like wanting to talk to Rishi to see what's up. And Rishi comes, the girls leave and he goes and sits down with her. And I mean, he has those gut wrenching, hardest conversation anyone has ever had. He tries to like add a silver lining to it of like, well, I mean, we could make it work if you lived next door or in the same neighborhood or even in the same city that's that's not an issue but th that's the crazy yes go on no no but the issue is is that they already said no because your age right <laughs> why are we even talking right uh, yes that's where that's where i get where jen's like you're fucking wasting my time what are you talking about where what do you why, why would we even have the first part of this conversation yes. about how and where we should live and how you could possibly make it work because the second part of the conversation is like and they also said no so like and not only is that it you probably knew that also if i hadn't made that happen you would have wasted another three months of my time after having wasted three years of my time because in my mind jen i think that you should have found this out before you got engaged to me now yes. chris fair will tell you jen i can see what you're saying but could you have leaned into what you what what is the reality of indian culture and his life a little more before you accepted the uh, pr the proposal of a man i don't quite think you knew 100 percent about either yes 
I think it's so interesting. And maybe it's because I am a person of color and I have lineage outside of the U.S. I think it's interesting that these women just accept that these men from certain cultures, be it Arabi, be it Indian, be it Belizean, be it Central American, just think that somehow the family is going to be okay with you not having children or with him not having children. Like it's one thing if something was wrong with your insides because you couldn't do it. But it's another thing when you purposely marry someone who's on menopause, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a different, it's a different level, right? So I think maybe Rishi, and this is just me throwing out a, a full net to see maybe what I can catch. Maybe Rishi was like talking about how he could live close or how she could live close because he was like, if you're willing to be together living in sin, then I'm willing to do so too. Like he could just deny his family over and over again because he's with Jen. Maybe he's thinking like, maybe that'll be the key, but she really wants to marry him. I personally would live in sin. You know, Rishi looks really good with his hair slicked back in that bun during his confessionals. I mean, the hottest at that point. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I don't think that Jen's whole thing, I mean, I don't know. To, to me, if you've already been married, you're like a seasoned woman, like who cares about getting married again? Like, what does that Debbie, mean? She cares. She cares about marrying a 24-year-old. This is yeah, like well, wild Debbie lives on. I know. Debbie lives on a fucking other planet. You know, like that's <laughs> funny. You know, like that's just like a little magical unicorn, honey. I don't have to tell you she doesn't exist in any, any other realm but this one and barely in this one. But anyway, so <laughs> with Jen, you know, it's like, I, I think that she more so is upset because she feels like he either lied to her or he doesn't have his bearings in reality, like in, in is a little delusional. And I think that she's right. And he says this, he says, look, I did tell her that if push comes to shove, that I pick her over my family. And I said it because I thought that push would never come to shove. But when push in fact shoves, <laughs> came uh, I, I, I will and always will pick my family yeah which is a hard truth and he says it and you know and we can even go if we were gonna like you know talk a little bit about well if we we're gonna like put a bridge to what happens to osama and debbie there's this idea of conditional love like what is what is love what's real love is real love unconditional love and is the conditional love it is conditional love, love. Like, because to this end, he's saying, I love Jen, but conditionally that uh, that my parents approve of her for me. To, maybe maybe it's not. Maybe it's like, no, I love her, but I will. I, I can't marry someone unless my parents approve. So I'll love her the rest of my life. And maybe I won't get married for the rest of my life. But also this thing where my parents won't approve of her. So I won't get married to her. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know that I believe in unconditional love. Um, well, I do. I think that a parent and a child could have unconditional love and you could still love somebody, but kick them out of your life because they like are doing too much. Right. Or like make it so that you put boundaries up. Mm -hmm. um but i think where unconditional love to me comes into play is when someone doesn't show you love unconditionally and that's the thing like that bothers me you know like i've had experiences where someone says they love me but the things that they're doing and saying and showing me shows opposite so like that's that i i think that it's harder to do when it's not you know because you could love somebody unconditionally but the moment they go to jail be like bye you know what i mean like 
is you could still love them. They're in jail, but it's like <sighs> at that point when you leave them, you're not showing them that love that they want from you. So it's like it exists, but it doesn't usually exist in the way that sometimes the person who's receiving the love wants it to have happen. There's also the idea of I love you and I also love myself. So yes. I love you and I want us to be together. But if you, but if you, but if what happens to you is something that you have done to yourself that inhibits me from living to living well mm -hmm. or living the way that's I, I mean, that is whatever I have to like, you that's know, healthy. do what I can. Yeah. Yeah. That's healthy. Then that's when I have to, that's the condition, I guess. But it, there's like a give, it's like a, it's a consequence seemingly of something that has been, has happened because of a choice that was made. But yes. anyway, um, she oh, says what? that he was lying to himself, which I think is a very gracious way of saying, I don't think he maliciously did this to me. And I thought that that was really kind of her to do so. I can't wait for the tell all. I forgot. I thought that this season didn't, this show didn't have tell alls, but they do. I went back and checked the other seasons and they do. So very excited for this. Now here's what we know. Okay. So she says this, she, he goes, okay. So after he goes like, so my mom, so actually the whole thing is your age. They, they will not approve because of your age. She's like, well, that's ridiculous. Now here's the thing. Uh, it isn't, it isn't. If you, if you could like, probably like, you know, hammer out the couple of things in which his parents want to have happen, which is for him to marry someone, to have kids with, for that person to live in the household, take on responsibilities or whatever. That's what we can ascertain. Now, in the 90 day world, as we said, we're not news people, but we'll comment on the news. The news is already out there because on Jen, on her Instagram has been blowing shit up she, jen is on the defensive in every way she has made rishi put posts she has put posts basically saying you know on her defense that we don't understand the context that she has wasted a lot of time and she was told things that were necessarily true and then she goes on to say that his family you know is basically racist that they're colorist i didn't know the racist part of it i, I read that no it's that's colorist. colorist you're right you're, you're i didn't use the right i didn't use the right word um yeah the thing is though like they are a british colony and any any culture who has been touched by any of the europeans have colorism within their community the the uncle is self-hating because he is a deeply melanated individual and the mother is on the darker side compared to within their culture so they are just living up to whatever colorist standards or maybe it isn't british maybe it is just cultural in general i don't know but it is not uncommon and it's not unheard and i don't think that's anything that, you know i don't know if there is a colorism movement in india <laughs> but there is definitely a colorism movement in the u.s and i don't know that i would I mean, yes, I would not want to be around that energy. However, it's still ignorance. It's still very much steeped in ignorance. So when I hear it, I'm like, well, this is the ignorance that is wrought from colonialism. But yes. So are you like a little bit like Jen, obviously? Yes. So I am. I'm like, why? Yeah. I'm like, that's why it is like, this is woman has, this is why I'm like, this woman has lived in India like over time, like over time and months and stuff like that. So I guess in my mind, I'm like, when they look at you, when, when Rishi is like, my mom doesn't want me to get married because of your age. And she says, well, that's ridiculous. I'm like, is it? I mean, would it, you know, 
and I guess it is. Yes, they are. You know, she can she can put on her on her Instagram. She really did like call them out and say they're horrible, really horrible people. She literally uses the word like I think they're horrible people. Because yeah, the uncle said something about the brother, and she's upset about that. And again, it's all steeped in ignorance. Like anybody who's like my husband, my son can't marry this woman because she won't have babies and she can't help me around the house. That is steeped in not necessarily ignorance, but that's steeped in a very deep rooted way that family works and so you can't fight against that because it's not your culture and you don't understand it and but that's the way it's run for thousands of years they're not rich people they can't afford to hire out someone to help that mom when she's tired <laughs> it's the daughter-in-law's job period point blank the same thing with colorism there's going to be dark-skinned indian people who are going to feel some way about their person meeting somebody who is of a dark skin because they don't want to keep that that happens in the u.s it's ignorance the same thing it's like my son can't marry you um because you are you, you're older and women who don't have kids or can't produce kids are somehow not valuable ignorance it's all the same wrapped up in the same old-fashioned bow and like for you to call them out on it it just made her look terrible because she's holding this family against american standards yes and i think that is unfair because i don't know if there is a colorism movement in india that would teach anybody any better Yes. And, you know, it's like I could go to any either I could, I could go to a bunch of people's homes on under the context of what's happening in their family. And then after that footage, go be like, well, they're horrible people. Let me tell you what they're Trump supporters or whatever it was like, not horrible. Yeah. You know, I could make my decision about anything. They did this, you know, like a billion things could happen. But these people are just Indian people that are on TV because their son it was a fitness trainer and met this woman in a hotel, you know, like, and then they have to be on TV and talk like they're not, you know, they, I don't think, I don't know. Yeah. It was so weird. And also it was really victim -y. Like she wants to be the victim in this, you know, like, and so anytime in which someone is trying desperately to be like, no, I am the victim. It like triggers me in such a way that I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah. Even if you are now, no, you're not. I thought it was really tacky of her to say that those things. I like I thought it was really tacky. Like you don't know these these families' lives. The uncle said something about the brother being disabled. Like it is an old-fashioned, ignorant way of speaking. And the truth is, is that maybe their community, the way it works, he is not providing anything. Like it is it is like I don't know. It, it's just it's just silly for her to to have done that and it and removing the context of the fact that these this family is in a completely different culture and a completely different country. Also, the, the probably one of the reasons why the uncle said that was to make it make it be known how much more important it is that Rishi is around. Yeah. So across the board, it's just like, and she's like not picking that up because what she wants, her objective is to have her like fuck boy toy just live in her house in a part of India she wants to live and never have to like give money or talk to his parents. But that's not what's happening, babe. And I don't know why you don't know that. You've lived in India to understand like how cultures work. So, I mean, I think that you, I, this is like, I, everyone seems like Danielle, everyone seems like weird white narcissists or like women, women narcissists that like just go into situations and just want things to happen exactly how they want it like without understanding the way the world works there only how their world works and like how even america works but it's like you know there is just yeah. such a div divisiveness people really do not have an empathetic or understanding of other people's point of views cultures the way the people work it's and it's it's not just them but it really we can really point it out nicole uh, does it too to me i feel like nicole does that as well like she keeps on pointing out how he's this way he doesn't want her to do whatever and i'm like you married a conservative muslim 
Like, why don't, why don't you understand his perspective? You married him. Um, I've, and, and, and I think that Debbie, let's move on to Debbie and Osama. I think that Debbie and Os- I think that Debbie is having some kind of situation where she has allowed herself to believe this 24 year olds lies. She has been talking to him since he was 21 years old. And the fact that she was like, quakey near her knees were knocking when she went to meet his family means that somewhere deep inside she understands that what is going on is not only unorthodox but it's like if 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 the roles had been changed and it was a 67 year old man who had been talking to a moroccan 21 year old girl we would have a completely different conversation about it great great point well great point and i love debbie I love her too, but, but you're, you're this right. is what she deserves for doing, going over there and doing that. This is her due for that choice for talking with some, like, oh, he's twenty four. Like we're supposed to think, like, oh, girl, you got it. Like, no, girl. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. I, as much as we love her, also she deserves this, and that's true. And I will say, and she also still got off amazingly light for what could it have been, especially if there wasn't fucking cameras, and you know. Who knows that more than anyone? Julian. But anyway, yes. So she yeah. she got a little, you know, a little tap, right? Or a little um, like a slap on the wrist, you know, like it could be painful and shocking or whatever, but it could have been way goddamn worse. And you're too seasoned to have done this. But here you are. Uh, let me just say this. Osama, is it this episode? I can't remember because I watched this episode two episodes where Osama meets with his sister, right? Yes. And they have a conversation, right? And like Osama meets with his sister and he basically is like, look, I love Debbie. I just like messed up last night. He tries to give his point to the sister, which is like, we were painting. And I told her this time was just for painting. <laughs> and I, she kept wanting to talk. And I said, no, Debbie, no talking painting time, which goes back to the two other times in which someone was like, I don't want to hear you. And your, yes. your views this time is only for me in my my mind and no to you i'm not in a relationship you know god bless so yeah it's, yeah it's so weird so then anyway that's what he's like i just wanted to paint and this bitch wanted to talk or whatever and, and then i don't just- like stressful situations and it, i've never been under this kind of stress so she has to forgive me because i yes i've had a plan of going to the u.s the whole time and we did talk about it like whatever and then finally she admits that she did talk to him about going to the u.s but later and not permanently immediately, like in a couple of years after they had got married. And I was like, oh, so he just didn't make that up from scratch. And I'm not saying that she's wrong for saying it the way she did because he, he is doing a lot. But it's not like it never, the conversation never happened. Yes, you're right. However, he also said this, that the reason why he got upset is because she, he knows that she wants to get an apartment and move in Rabat. And he has absolutely no money. So he got upset because she, as she knows that she wants to talk about this, he feels less than insecure, right? Now I'm not saying he should have money, but the communication aspect of me is like, Debbie, I don't have any money. Yes. I don't have any money to get an apartment. So when you ask, well, what's the plan? I don't have a plan for us to move into an apartment. I have no money. Yeah. So let's talk about what you think can happen. Yeah. You know, oh, uh, well, you can get a job, Osama. Oh, Debbie, you think I can get a job? No, I, I raise chickens here, Debbie. Oh, okay. Well, why don't you, uh, can you sell the chick? No, Debbie, the chickens are for my family, for us to have eggs. Oh, okay. Like, you know, I don't, there, there's, listen, yeah. 
these are people who are on different sides of the spectrum and yeah. the communication would hopefully bring them a little closer and they're not doing it. And he is, is to blame as much as she is. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. you have to have these conversations at the same time. Also, it's very hard for them to communicate because, you know, they don't speak the same language but basically uh, he has this conversation in the cafe with his sister the sister is like also just so you guys know he's like really harsh with me too like it's not just debbie like the man's a harsh man you know like when he is upset he says crazy shit and he is like that's me when i say when i'm upset i say crazy shit you just got to be okay with it that you just got to know with that's what happens when you have osama which also is like no fuck you like no your thing is that like you better filter yourself when you feel the madness comes on because yeah. you can't just be saying crazy shit also because your eyes and teeth are crazy so you already have two strikes against you can't have your words be crazy too you gotta think about where it's coming out of buddy okay i can't believe that you got through that without a stumble you were ready to go you had it in your mind i love every moment of that it's so funny oh that was great chris that was great Okay. I felt like you wanted to talk. So did you want I to say I forgot anything? what I was going to say. That was so good. Okay. <laughs> so basically then, um, then in the next scene is like, Debbie is like, puts on this lace, like extravaganza and a fucking hat. <laughs> she looks crazy gorgeous. And she's just like in Morocco. And she's like, Oh, Sam, I reached out to me because he wants to meet at a cafe and talk or whatever. Like, oh, she's right, like, girl. I don't really want to talk to him, but I've got to give love a chance. And so she goes, she goes and she sits there and I'm just like, does she not? I mean, listen, I don't know this to be true, but just like, yes, as a American who's watched enough 90 day fiance to kind of assume that maybe asking like a woman in a Muslim country, if there's alcohol abound or alcohol available in the middle of the day might be slightly inappropriate. I don't know. Not just any alcohol. Do you have a Texas margarita? What the hell is a Texas, mar first of all, a billion things. What is a Texas margarita? I know what Tex-Mex food is. A margarita, what is a Tex- Like a big like, margarita with a maybe, big? maybe it's a Cadillac. Maybe it's a big one with a big bowl and it has a Corona in it. I literally was like, what makes us Texas? Like, you know, like, is it like there's some like whiskey in it too? And then she's like, when they, that woman has to be like, no coffee and tea only. And then Debbie's like, okay, I'll take a cafe latte. First of all, I knew in my mind, I'm like, does she think that cream is going to come in a foam? I love it. She thinks that cream's going to come in a foam. She thinks she's in Italy. I can't wait. I can't wait. And then she has the audacity to be like, Morocco is a desert for margaritas out there like what what <laughs> what debbie i can where did you think you were how are you so old my love like i don't call every woman old but how on god's green earth are you 60 fucking seven walking around thinking that morocco is a desert for margaret how and then Osama walks up to her and he, you know, because he told the camera earlier, he's like, hey, I just want to make things right with Debbie. You know, I say things when, when I'm upset and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So then he walks up to her. He's like, hello, how are you? And she's like, how do you think I'm doing? And I was like, oh, shots fired immediately out the gate. He sits down and he then does what he's been doing the last three conversations that they had is shut down and when she's like you did this to me osama she's like if that's what you think it's okay if that's what you think and i'm like osama you are never going to get anywhere with that attitude you do you want to come to the u.s osama well, the next time you trick an elder into coming to Morocco to be with you, then you'd need to have better tactics and, and learn from this and become somebody who 
can just play into what your partner wants. He could have gotten himself to the United States had he waited just a little longer and played the long game and the short game. She's like, you should be ashamed of how you treated me, Osama. You should have told me when we were in Rabat that this was going to go on. And he's like, you, we did not talk about this. We never talked about this. Debbie, you are lying. And she's like, we did talk about it, but we talk about it in the future. Years away, Osama. I just, you know, talk to the hand because the face don't understand. <laughs> no! Okay. Okay, 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 okay. When this happens, we're like, it's funny because she has now gone through decades and given us little snippets of like vernacular like talk to the hand is 90s right 90s. And she has 90s hardcore 90s 90s and she's also given us like 70s like what's the hip man you know like yeah. she's given us she's given us that you know she's like she's like the greatest hits of the decade she's <laughs> lived through them all and each part <laughs> has like a little place in debbie like i just you know if she had said man your teeth are on fleek we would have known that she was bringing us into the the, t- the 2010s. Yeah, someone with Peter <laughs> Fleek. Someone absolutely has an AF. Yes, yes. You know, she, I she was just... I was I was bamboozled AF by him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he could he could just you know. <laughs> She's like, talk to the hand. Um, and okay, so... this is what she says. Sorry, she goes, talk to the hand because I heard so much BS coming from you. So I'm gonna go on without you. It is, it is, it is crazy. Um, but she stands in her power and he's just like, if that's what you think, you think I don't love you. If that's what you think, then, you know, it's okay or whatever. And she's just like, yeah, man. So she gets up and she walks away. And I was wondering, Debbie, where are you going? Don't you have to sit down and call an Uber or something? Like, where are you going? Are you going to hail a cab? Um, so she gets back and she packs what looks like seven bags. Mm-hmm. Oh, could you? I could not mm-hmm. imagine mm-hmm. traveling with all of those bags Mm-mm. for two weeks or however long she was there. No, and then having to somehow call somebody to change her flight or call I don't know how she changed her flight. She did it, she must have used her app and she changed the flight when she was in the hotel. Julian, yeah, Julian did it. And she packed all of those bags back. If she had unpacked them all, I don't know, but she might have because she probably had everything everywhere. I gotta go back with a tail between my legs, yeah. You know what she does, but you know, but the thing is, yeah, babe, you do. And that's the, that is the little price you pay for this foolish journey. And you know, uh, she's, she kind of wants to be like, I didn't open my heart for 12 years. And now, you know, I'm gonna still open my heart because I'm not going to let him win. Like she kind of does this, like, yeah, you don't know what you're going to do, but she, she comes like around. I do love Debbie. I hope the best for her. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, we love her. Um, all right. Who else do we have? That's it. Oh, oh we did it. Yes, that. we did it, my loves. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow us on social media, you absolutely can. We are at Docky Sweeties on Instagram. We are at Docky Sweeties on TikTok. And we are at Docky Sweeties on one on Twitter. By the way, we are also doing the Love in Paradise <laughs> on our Patreon, which you can find out more information by Wa talking instead of me, which she's better at doing. Okay. 
I don't know where you're going with that. So, hey, guys. So we are watching Love in Paradise, um, but it's an exclusive to Patreon. And if you want to know how you can hear our thoughts about Love in Paradise, you would go to patreon.com slash docusweeties and join for $10 a month. I mean, you get a live every first Monday of the month where we get intimate. We show you family photos. We talk about the things that we love. We talk about our future dreams. So join that if you want a little bit more about us. Um, we also give you the visuals of what you're listening to right now immediately. So it is now tuesday may 7th and like you're gonna get that shit immediately for your own patreon um and so we want to thank you guys if for those of you who have joined us and on patreon hi you can see me waving hello um but we love this community we love you and if you love us join us on patreon.com slash doggy sweeties for ten dollars a month and you would have gotten to see what chris was just doing with her tetas all right you guys we'll talk to you later bye, bye.